G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. There is probably no subject higher on the agenda for most Australians today than Ian Thorpe, who, of course, uh, did an extremely long interview with Michael Parkinson on TV last night. Among other things, uh, he um, admitted or announced that uh, he was a homosexual. And that's been the thing that grabbed the headlines. But the thing that struck me when I watched it last night was how much of his life had been blighted by depression. Here he was at the top of his game. He was a young man. He was an Australian champion. champion. By the age of 17, he was an Olympic champion. He was the best swimmer in the world, bar none. There was no one to touch him. And he was so depressed that he considered suicide. We've got on the line Rob Mann, who is a very experienced sports chaplain and uh, many years of experience dealing with our young sportsmen and women. So, so Rob, you know, to, to get to that stage, to be at the stage where you have the world at your feet and to be so depressed that you're considering suicide, is that common? Uh, it's not uncommon. Uh, I think the pressures that are on, particularly uh, Olympic champions, but others, very high-profile sports people, to to perform, and they carry the expectations and often the hopes, um, and just the pleasure of a whole lot of people who really, um, I mean, in, in many ways, are vicariously involved in sports through people that they, you know, through champions and and whatever else. Uh, you've been involved in sports chaplaincy for for years, and with with young people who are under immense pressure. They're in the public eye; the spotlight is on them. They probably have more money than any of their friends. You know that that sort of pressure is. Is there any support mechanism for them? There is. Um, there's there's a you know, sports chaplaincy Australia, which was Sports and Leisure Ministries, is increasingly um, placing chaplains in sporting teams at various levels. And, and originally the, the vision of the organisation was to put chaplains in all of the elite sporting teams in Australia. And I know there's a, a push on at the moment with the National Soccer League, uh, with the football players, Professional Football Association, to put um, chaplains in all the clubs. But there is, there is a, a, um, a support mechanism. Uh, it's stronger in some clubs than others. It's stronger in some, ports, in some sports than others. I know um, many of the um, ARL clubs... The top-line football clubs have chaplains, as do a lot of the AFL clubs. As the public, we do put a lot of expectation on, on our sporting heroes, don't we? And here was this, this young man um, who was extraordinarily good at swimming, um, and he never seemed particularly happy. I, I remember seeing him as, as, you know, as, a, as a kid swimming, I remember thinking he never seems particularly happy when he's in, was in the public eye. He just wants to get on with, with swimming. And I thought one of the interesting things he said last at the, in the interview with Michael Parkinson was that he actually took part in competitions 
so he could do the training. It was the training, the solitary business of plowing up and down the pool that he really loved doing. And I thought that was an interesting insight into into his character and into the character of, of that sort of sport. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the public knows very little about um, you know the, what these people are like as as people, and uh, various images are presented in the media, and and. Uh, we as, as a, a viewing public tend to think we know them, but, but we don't really at all. And there's such pressure to perform, there's such pressure to be successful, especially in a sports-mad culture like Australia, that it puts tremendous, um, a tremendous weight on the shoulders, often of young people who really have not very much life experience and, uh, and don't, just don't know how to handle it. I think these days coaches, you know, sports psychologists and all sorts of other people are around to help people often with performance but i i don't think I, I think it's still a growing thing to to put people there who who are just there for the benefit of the of the person themselves you know when i was when i was working with the various you know teams as, as a sports chaplain um i i would introduce myself as the independent corner or the neutral corner <laughs> and that's how i mean john cosmina who was a coach of the um the brisbane strikers uh, said to me you know this is rob he's he's your he's your neutral corner you know go and talk to him Make sure you do, and it depends. It depends on how how well the organisation, um, you know, supports chaplaincy. Um, you know, if, if it's if chaplaincy is regarded as important by the organisation, then the the chaplains are more effective. Of course, the thing that all the headlines have been about has been his announcement that that he's homosexual, mm. and. It's almost like history repeating itself, isn't it? Because that's the only thing that anyone seems to be interested in. That all the other stuff he talked about, about you know, coping with depression, about coping with success as a young man, about all the other pressures he was on, that's been forgotten because of this one thing. It, it's, almost, it's almost ironic because that's what happened when he was young. Exactly. I think, you know, look, the public is guilty of having a fascination for the salacious. And um, anything like that that will grab the headlines and, you know, titillate people's imagination or or touch their kind of shock and horror nerve um they're onto it really quickly and whereas a young man uh, that that creates an enormous amount of personal pressure he made the statement that one of the reasons why he didn't come out with that earlier was he didn't think that australia was ready for it mm. i mean that's i can you imagine a young man of that age carrying that kind of weight on his shoulders. Now, whether that's true or not, that was his perception. And because it was his perception, he carried the weight of that. That's a tremendous load for a young man to carry. We expect a lot of our sports people, don't we? Too much. This whole business about sports people being role models, you know, we've got to get away from that. That's, that's a nonsense. They're, they're young sports people. The young guys who are playing sport, often, you know, when you look at, um, you know, the top-line AFL, ARL players, um, you know, they... They're under huge pressure. They're not given any... Or increasingly, they are taught to cope, but it's, it's an unreal environment they live in, and we expect them to behave the way we expect our kids at the, at the meal table to behave, and, you know, um, like everybody else behaves. But they don't live in any kind of world in which any of the rest of us live. Yeah, and, and I guess that's the, that's the other side of it, is that we have no idea what it's like with them because we don't live in that pressure cooker. Exactly. And it's, it's just so hard. Um, and and look, I remember Greg Chappell coming out at one stage, or I think it was uh, Greg Chappell or one of the other sportsmen who made some kind of um, Christian commitment, and and straight away, you know, the whole the Christian uh, world wants them to come and speak at functions and things like that, and 
And, um, and I remember that particular sportsman saying, look, I'm an expert cricketer, but I'm not an expert Christian. I'm just a beginner. And, you know, our, our tendency is that we want to latch on to the famous or the spectacular or, or the, the noted and somehow attach themselves to them and therefore, you know, uh, vicariously get some kind of kudos or something out of it. And, but we don't support them enough to help them through those kind of situations. It's good to talk to you, Rob. It's a subject that I suspect Australia will be talking about for some days to come, but for now, thank you very much indeed. I, I, honestly, Alan, I really hope that we are talking a lot about it because this whole issue of mental health and uh, you know, those kind of issues are very important and we need to be, be under, begin to understand that we're dealing with people, not just you know, figures and, and heroes. Yeah, we always forget that. Rob, thank you very much. Okay, thanks a lot. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.